Danny, her boyfriend, and his friends travel to Sweden for a village's midsummer festival following the death of her parents and sister. The relaxing trip they had in mind quickly devolves into a drug-induced ritual at the hands of a violent cult. What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Now, what do you think? Survivor Girls. Let's get this party started. Which one of us started the opening last time? I think it was you. Okay, go ahead. Hey guys, welcome back to Survivor Girls, another horror movie podcast. This week, we survived Midsummer from 2019. Emily, say your name. Oh, hi. (laughs) I'm Emily, if you don't know by now. Um, I took work off today, so I'm kind of out of of my usual grind. Oh, you took work off? Lucky? Yeah, for Indigenous Peoples Day. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. I you know what I did? What? I watched my plant basically crumble around me for like eight hours. No. It was great. No. I'm sorry to hear that. Tensions gonna... were high. It was a lot. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. Up until like you actually started describing what was going on, I thought you were talking about like an actual plant. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot, apparently. <laughs> you literally work in a plant, Emily. I know, and I'm just, I think taking a day off is bad for me. <laughs> I just start forgetting, forgetting my entire existence. Yeah, and I'm Hallie, so that's what I did today. <laughs> God, we're trash. Okay, anyways. So this movie had an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, but only a 63% audience score. Boo. Yeah, big boo. From Uncultured that. swine. Yes. Um, some other titles for this movie might include The Baddest of All Bad Trips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Fuck Men the Movie. <laughs> um, or um, What Happens When a Cancer Joins a Cult. <laughs> I looked it up. No, I was watching this movie and I was like, uh, I was watching this and I was like, people emphasizing so hard with your emotions that they literally mirror it back to you is a huge water sign energy. And then I looked it up and Danny's literally a cancer. Holy shit. So oh, I knew it. <laughs> I called it. You did. The director probably didn't plan on that, but it fits, man. It does fit. <laughs> um, so yeah, the cast. Um, I thought it was interesting that like all the well-known actors only played side characters mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, Danny was played by Florence Pugh. Yes. Um, she wasn't really in anything um, of importance. Christian was played by Jack Rayner, who also wasn't really in anything of importance. They both were in versions of Macbeth, which I thought was interesting. And Florence is going to be in um, The New Little Women. Oh, I did see that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Not trying to trying to call her out for not being in anything. No, but... she's up and coming. She's a great actress. No, she's really good. That's why I was wondering why she wasn't in anything. But it was her breakout role. It was. Um, then there's Mark, who is played by Will. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Poulter. Poulter? I'm going to say that. Guy but with the big eyebrows. Yeah, daddy. Um, he's I just, a piece of shit in this movie. He's a piece of shit in every movie. I'm telling you, I have an <laughs> issue with falling for guys in movies that are pieces of shit. 
but uh, he's in We're the Millers, Black Mirror, Maze Runner, Chronicles of Narnia. He's a king, honestly. He's um, super hot in Black Mirror. Yeah, he, he's just super hot in general. Yeah, I would um, agree. <laughs> but then there's Josh, played by William Jackson Harper, who's in The Good Place. Yes, he literally that. plays the same character in The Good Place. He plays the same character in He's so typecast. (laughs) He is. And Pele, who is just played by Wilhelm Blog. I don't know how to pronounce it. Pele can get it. Yes. Pele is very, not not his character, but Wilhelm can get it. (laughs) Pele can get it. (laughs) He tried to, he brought them there to kill them. (laughs) Ma'am, you get to talk about how you like mass murderers and I can't talk (laughs) about how I found Pele attractive. Okay, okay. Fair. The way he kissed her at the end. Oh, wow. The romance. (laughs) The romance. Have you ever felt held by him, Emily? (laughs) Have you? (laughs) No, but I wish. Holy shit. See, I guess we'll just like go over some of the major scenes just so people who haven't watched get a get a grip on the shit show. Um, basically, the movie starts with Danny calling her parents because she received a cryptic message from her bipolar sister and she was worried and calls her dumbass boyfriend Christian to talk about it. And he basically blames her for the way her sister acts, calls her crazy. And like, you can tell he's a piece of shit right away. Um, so then while he's hanging out with his friend, Danny calls him screaming bloody murder and there's a hard cut to Danny's dead parents and sister with a carbon monoxide tube duct taped to her head. So the murder, double murder, suicide yep. going on. So I was the first time I saw this, I was alone mm. in a movie theater by myself at night and I was scared. So I started texting one of my friends about this. So I have screenshots of my live play by play of the whole movie. Now <laughs> I'm going to read about the opening. And I text, okay, her boyfriend is an ass, and she has emotional and family problems. Yes. <laughs> and then my friend goes, oof, hate to see it. And I go, live play by play. Her sister just killed herself. What an opening. And I was texting this as, like, they were showing the car. So I was like, oh, well, obviously that's what happened. And then <laughs> two minutes later, in all caps, and her parents. Her sister also took down her parents. <laughs> she just lost her whole family. Sydney so was probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> And the boyfriend's friends were like, you've been wanting out of this relationship for like a year now, right before the phone call. Yikes. Yeah, he literally, they were basically just telling him to break up with her so that he can bang new girls on their grad school trip. Impregnate some Swedish women, which is, um. What he does. Literally. (laughs) Spoiler alert. alert. This entire movie just spoils itself within like the, the first scene. The yes. first, that giant tapestry is literally yeah. a play-by-play of what happens in the movie. Yeah, the opening, like, shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so months later, Danny finds out that Christian and his friends are going to Sweden. She, it's literally two weeks before they're about to leave. <laughs> and and just, he's... He just finds out. <laughs> he's like, well, and she finds out at a party in front of everyone. He keeps going like, well, I, oh, I wasn't going to go but I'm gonna go. And then that's the same excuse that he uses when he invites um, Danny. He tells yeah. her his friends, he goes, I invited her, but she's but not she's gonna, not gonna go. come. Yeah. And they're like, what? And he's like, but she's not gonna come. 
but but she and then is. she walks in and but she's, she's like accepted it <laughs> yeah but she's accepted it but she's not gonna come jump cut she's on the plane <laughs> yeah they're going there to go see pele's um village that he grew up in the midsummer celebration because josh is writing his thesis on it so that makes sense and the rest of them are just tagging along for pussy it's a commune basically. yes it is a commune and my <laughs> comments on this during this were their swedish friends family are members of a commune commune equals cult don't trust them they are doing mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> yes Mushrooms in a field was my next text. Yes, they because the group immediately arrives at the village and starts taking mushrooms. Which, which like, she, you cannot take mushrooms in that kind of headspace that she's no, in. No, like, it's not the be- best idea anyways to take it in an unfamiliar place, but especially oh, yeah. after your family just died. Uh, yeah, probably not the best. <laughs> so she's clearly triggered by when Pele is referring to the village as his family. She's like, really triggered by that and runs off into the woods crying no it was um mark being like you guys are my family of course mark Mark. it It wasn't pale you're right but the family thing it's always mark mark was also like having a bad time (laughs) he was like struggling really hard (laughs) after the human sacrifice it's fine yeah so she runs off into the woods and they find her like hours later i don't know why they didn't look for her but um they meet more of the people, including a young girl that wants to fuck Christian, and they see this gold teepee on the outskirts of the camp, and they ask about it, but they don't really get a direct answer. Yeah, so my comments during this portion was, someone needs to teach these village children to play the violin less ominously. And then, <laughs> it's been 90 years since our last rape feast, and then I go, oh, they're totally going to eat one of these foreigners. Yep. And then, LMAO, this redhead bitch kicked the boyfriend. He's going to try to fuck her later. I feel like that's her job. Oh, this yeah, has definitely. a lot of witchy shit. I like it. And then I go, they have a fucking bear in a wooden cage. And they're just going to ignore that <laughs> shit. Okay. Yeah, they literally are like, are we just not going to talk about the bear? A24 released like a, like a, a little bear in a cage toy with like that song playing in the background. Bear <laughs> in a cage. Bear in a cage. I'm no little, context. I'm no context. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this whole time is being unknowingly fed psychedelics and are basically on their own separate trips. So that's why the movie is kind of just wild and goes in so many different directions. But Danny and Christian's relationship starts drifting farther apart than it already was. He like forgets her birthday and shit. And Pele is like really interested in her, remembers her birthday and draws her a little portrait, like killing it. So they're going through some shit or already but worse now um and they go to this feast and two elders are carried to the top of the cliff and the rest of the village follows behind them and they both jump off (laughs) and the woman dies on impact but the man just breaks both his legs and the crowd is like moaning in pain like to along with him yeah and then they smash his head in with a giant mallet And obviously the people who weren't from the village are understandably horrified and are just told that this is what they do, like, in order to not prolong their death. But (laughs) I would just like to say, why the fuck wouldn't you tell someone who just lost their family to a murder-suicide that they were about to witness multiple suicides? Right. Fuck you, Josh. I'm sure it was normal and Pele didn't really think about it because this is his custom. But Josh is from the Western world. And he knew. And he knew exactly what it was. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, he's a dick. 
all of them are dicks. Minus Pele, I guess. But, like, kind of a dick. Pele's still kind of a dick. Nobody yeah. is, like, a great character in this movie. No. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, this other couple from London that's with them who were like, I've had enough. And they decide to leave. And once the girl is ready, they tell her that her boyfriend left without her, which was complete bullshit. They just, like, took him. And they eventually take her after and just tell everyone that they both left. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, yeah, Christian, and this is also while this was happening, Christian steals Josh's idea to write his thesis on the celebration because he's a fucking asshole. Okay, like, find your own fucking idea. In, in Christian, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. In Christian's defense, Josh's whole thing is he's doing all of Midsummer as a whole. Christian came in and says he's just doing um, Hagar, how do you, whatever. He's just studying the commune. And then it seems like Josh decided once he got here to just do the commune instead. And that's where they like butted heads because he's like, you knew I was going to do this, bro. And I was like, I would have been like, I had no idea you were just going to narrow your feet this, feet feet." (laughs) I'm not even going to say it. Narrow your paper down to this shit. We're back at Hallie not being able to speak English. <laughs> but I I see where you're coming from, but still, they're so close anyways, I would be pissed. I'd be like, oh, yeah. The first I time I watched it, for, I was like, pissed. Yeah, like, I just invited you to have fun. Like, I didn't want you to come here and just decide to write your thesis on this, too. What do you think this is? A referral? <laughs> this is a, not a handout. You gotta do some work for yourself. But, um... So then Josh is, they end up deciding to do it together. Not a big deal. But Josh learns that an incest born boy is the one that makes the paintings for all the rituals. And they purposely have incest for this reason. So okay. they have a new boy. So the reason that this is included in the movie is according. Let me find where my freaking notes are. So according to Ari Aster, um, Ruben, the prophet of. One who's born of incest. Um, he uh, is supposed to be a critique on xenophobia slash nas- nationalism in Sweden that's really growing. And like they're like, he's so pure because he's of our bloodline. And then they kill all the people of color because they're not going to use them to breed, basically. Oh, interesting. Because if Much you think deep. about that. Yeah. yeah, it's literally a commentary on the far right. Oh, wow. Much more deep than I thought. I was. I was. Just I love this happen. movie. <laughs> I was just gonna let it happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, then they start. Basically, the group just starts going wild, hog wild. Mark Mark pees on the ceremonial ancestral tree. Yeah, and the man like freaks out, starts crying, and I would just, too. Yes, like someone pissing on your parents' grave. Yes, so rightfully so. And he gets, like, lured out by this woman, and he's never seen again. Josh sneaks into the um, into where the book of paintings is being kept in the middle of the night and starts taking pictures of it, and then is bludgeoned over the head by someone. He thinks wearing... he sees Mark, yes. and then it's Mark's face on yes. the guy that was crying about the tree earlier. His body. Yes. In major Hellraiser vibes. Like, and naked from the waist down. Yes. For no reason. Full frontal, no reason. There's just, just male nudity in this movie. <laughs> a lot, yes. <laughs> so he's just dragged away. Don't see him again, because, yeah. But then Danny goes and participates in the maypole dancing Which looks 
fucking fun. fun. It I looks know. so fun. I know. Honestly, most of this looks fun besides like the death. Besides the human sacrifice and the death, it, it looks, looks like fun. a great time. Just doing mushrooms in a field in Sweden. Oh my god, you want to hear what my predictions for this movie was going to be? What? Okay, and I go, this is after like they got through the tapestry about um Mara. Yeah, Mara like putting her pubes in Christian's meat pie and putting her period blood in his drink, which is slightly different color than everyone else's. Um, but I go, based on the imagery I'm getting, Danny is going to, one, become the May Queen of the festival, two, fuck the Swedish guy, three, then get burned alive. So, pretty accurate. Kind of accurate. I was very upset when she didn't have sex with Pele. Yeah. I mean, that was probably, lie. like, after the fact. That might have been, like, taken out, but... She didn't get burned alive. Someone else did. But yeah, it's pretty close. Pretty close. But yeah, they get high on mushrooms again, which I would honestly lose my mind if I was just tripping for days on end. Yeah, I would lose track of time. I, I too no would on. go crazy like Danny did. Yes. And she can suddenly speak Swedish like to the rest <laughs> of the women for some reason. Like, she's tripping balls at yeah this point. i don't know how hard you have to trip to like learn swedish but <laughs> damn and, and then, then crowned may queen wins the endurance competition our thick queen <laughs> she's thick yeah is she yeah I, she's not that thick okay she's thicker than most actresses in hollywood okay um, and at, while this is happening, Christian's being given drugs and he's lured into a barn to take that girl's virginity on a bed of flowers. Okay, honestly, first time watching it, I was like, fuck Christian, he sucks. Oh my God, fuck you. And then the yeah. second time watching it, I was like, okay, I actually feel really bad for him, especially yeah. after Danny got crowned the May Queen because that old man who clapped in his face that's he, terrifying. Christian looks so upset and sad and like god the actor who played him did so well because I felt so fucking bad for him and then I mean he basically gets drugged and raped so he yeah. has an awful like it it just goes increasingly downhill for him throughout this movie. I mean yeah he is a dick but like did he deserve that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so while they're fucking, there's just, like, this line of naked women, and they're also mimicking their moans. Which is so weird. They never, they don't do anything alone in this commune. No. At all. It's so uncomfortable. (laughs) And they're mimicking each other, and then they're all past May Queens, apparently. Oh, they were? Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Creepy. Um. And then Danny sees them fucking through the keyhole and has a mental breakdown. And again, the women, yes, pukes. And the women start sympathetically mimicking her screams. It's all all together. All of Rwanda, yes. And then it starts to play off the moans that are happening with Christian. It's just a lot. It's a lot of noise going on. (laughs) Um, And this is when Christian runs out and he's butt-ass naked, more full frontal. Just day of zero fucks. And he figures out that everyone is dead. Yep. Um, <laughs> what's his face? The male that was brought by Pele's brother. He, oh, the London guy? I forget yeah, L- the guy from London. Um, his name's Simon. He basically ended up with his back sliced open and his ribs, ex- ribs exposed with his lungs still moving. Hoisted up above the chicken coop. 
Um, and that is called a blood eagle. Yes. Which is a Viking torture method in Mm -hmm. Norse poetry. Yes. So you found that. I did. I researched as well this time. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just trying to contribute. I didn't write it down. I knew you probably did. So Okay, okay. Good thing. Um, So yeah, once he sees all of them, they throw powder in his face, which knocks him out. Paralyzes him. Pocket sand. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, he can't move or speak, and the villagers bring him in front of the stage. And this is when they start get diving into what they actually do. Um, Human every, sacrifice! Yes, every 90 years, they sacrifice nine people, two elders, four outsiders, two volunteers, and one person chosen by the May Queen. So Danny has to choose between sacrificing Christian or one of the randomly selected villagers. And dun da 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 she chooses Christian. <laughs> Cause fuck and him. like this entire time she's in like this huge cocoon of flowers i loved that <laughs> which is amazing and then um reuben the prophet is sitting on like this cloud chair that's huge mm-hmm. like as big as a table and i want it oh my god the whole like all the imagery here was just so good i freaking loved her flower dress um but so yeah uh they stick christian inside of a bear's corpse that one from the beginning and they bring all the sacrifices into the tp and set it on fire all the villagers are mimicking the living sacrifices screams and danny like breaks down with them before she creepily smiles at the camera and so something (laughs) something that's really funny is like they give their like commune members like they're like take this before you go in. You won't feel a thing. It'll be... And then they yeah. start screaming. Yeah, they felt everything. <laughs> Lie again. Uh, but yeah, that's the movie. There's a in lot. In a nutshell. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Never fuck over a water sign. No, don't. <laughs> Especially burn a cancer. Very vindictive group of people. <laughs> At Jake. <laughs> Damn Sorry, it. Jake. He doesn't listen. There's no way he listens. So we can talk to him. <laughs> Here's our new segment called Character Therapy, Woo. where we apply something within the movie we're watching to some form of psychology, whether it be talking about the character or a study that applies to the character. This week, we're going to be talking about, one, gaslighting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And two, um, how Danny goes through her grief and trauma, basically, a study on grief. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this is either taken from YouTube, psych cinema, for the first part and then also just google because who doesn't use google true so don't come at me um so essentially there are four types of attachment styles there's secure there's insecure there's dismissive and there's avoidant danny has from the get-go of the movie very insecure attachment to basically everyone in her life Yes. She has anxiety and panic attacks. She's constantly feeling like she's making up excuses for Christian constantly because she doesn't want to push him away because she's not secure in her relationship. So on the internet, when I was looking this up, a lot of people brought up that Christian was gaslighting Danny 
Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I don't necessarily agree with that, but we're going to go over it. So, the term gaslighting comes from a 1938 stage play called Gaslight, where a husband basically tried to drive his wife crazy by dimming their gas lights in their home. He does this by denying that the gas, is, the light has changed at all. It makes people think they are crazy, and it's a form of abuse that's often used by narcissists. But when you put it in that context, instead of the context that's like wildly used on the internet to just say everything's basically gaslighting, he's not gaslighting Danny because I don't think he wants to control her. He really wants the fuck out of that relationship. So Yeah, I I think he just doesn't give a fuck about her. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who's been gaslighted before, I would not say that this is gaslighting, but I know where they're coming from. Yeah. It's it's wildly misused. Yeah. And so he lacks a lot of empathy for her, even though that's what Danny craves because she has a very insecure attachment. Yeah. Um, and in turn, she gets that from the cult, and that's why she's such an easy target. Oh, yeah. They all share her feelings and mirror it back to her, while mm-hmm. Christian is too emotionally unavailable the entire time. Yep. Also, they basically just become her family slash replace the family that just died, and she really connects with that. That's why she was so easily wrapped up in all of this and she started getting into the festivities more than the others yeah and cults often target lonely people yes <laughs> um also both of them are passive and passive aggressive people who are conflict avoidant the entire movie they go back and forth being like no i'm not mad i just no i'm not mad. Like, no, i'm not mad like and, oh, you're good you forgot my birthday but it's fine and you got me this piece of cake thanks <laughs> and that <laughs> does not work in the long run at no. all believe no. me <laughs> yeah we know <laughs> so the next portion of this is called a study of grief which i just wrote but a lot of people think of this movie as a study of grief or trauma or acceptance this is the mm. other portion where you I'm going to cover on the parts where you were confused, probably. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So, (laughs) Danny, from the beginning, it's established that she has anxiety and panic attacks. She's on medicine. She goes to therapy. So, technically, we're not telling this character to go to therapy. She She already already does. She already does. But (laughs) the events in the beginning of the film make it way worse. Um, Yeah. So, the whole point of therapy and going through... And working through your trauma and therapy is that you have to face your trauma and get through mm-hmm. it. This entire movie, except for the very end, Danny is not talking about it. She's pushing it aside. Oh, yeah. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, when people bring it up, she's like, that's not why I'm upset. Like, yes, that is why you're upset. <laughs> yeah, but, straight up avoidance, basically. Yeah, she's just... I mean, she fled the goddamn country. Yes. <laughs> Literally. So that's, that's the purest form of avoidance. <laughs> and that's like months later. And like most people take years for them to get over just one death of a loved one. This is their whole family. Whole family. And this is like three months later. Yes. So obviously her trauma is not going to leave her. You carry that shit with you until you fully face it and work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she goes to Sweden... All of the opening events begin to compound in her actions and reactions to the events. She has her panic attacks on shrooms. She yep. sees her sister in the mirror, so she's hallucinating like her mm-hmm. deepest fears. She's um, never look at, She never looked away from the couple who committed suicide jumping off the cliff, yep. only to break down later about it, which is she definitely was dissociating, and that's what I feel like Ari Aster was trying to portray her dissociating as he like zoomed in on her face, and it kind of like warped. 
Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what dissociating is or never had it happen, it's kind of like you just leave your body and what you're experiencing isn't really happening. Yeah. You're just kind of there. It's not like actually registering that it, yeah. what's going on is going on. It's kind of like a defense mechanism. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and also the dream sequence with the whole group leaving her behind, as well as in that dream sequence, she sees the two dead elders by suicide, and she also in the middle sees the sister with the gas mask on, which is also by suicide. So all mm. of her trauma is just kind of compounding throughout the whole movie, and she oh, yeah. blames every little thing on herself instead of others, aka Christian, when mm-hmm. it's not, ne- I'm not saying that things aren't her fault, but it's just not necessarily all her fault all the time. Yeah. But she thinks that it is. So because of her need to feel secure in her relationships, which we talked about earlier with others and her baggage (laughs) that she feels like she needs to be accepted, she's a very easy target for the cult to take in. And I feel like Pele knew that. Yeah. That's why he was so excited that she was coming. Oh, yeah, definitely. Major, like, foreshadowing throughout the whole thing. But he was like, I'm so glad you're coming with us. Like, that was just, like, a bonus point. He was already going to kill them off. And he was like, yeah, now I might have a May Queen. He already, I think he was going to use Mark and um, Christian to breed. But then Mark fucked it up. So they're like, whatever. All right. He can just be one of the four. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my voice just made a weird sound on the recording. Okay. Um, (laughs) Basically... She burns Christian as a way to finally face what happened to her, which in her past and her trauma, which she's been avoiding the whole film, just like she's been avoiding her relationship issues with Christian. So (laughs) the burning signified destroying all of her past and trauma that was still attached to her Mm -hmm. because he was the last thing left of her old life. And which is why she finally ends up smiling in the last scene because she's completely like, just detached from everything else that had happened to her and she's accepted it and now she's moving on with her life with this cult yeah which good for her but like maybe could have done it in a different way maybe don't kill your um (laughs) ex-boyfriend yeah (laughs) Uh, but in her defense she was on a lot of drugs she was (laughs) i don't think she was sober through any of it once they got there no because she was like in between like the psychedelic sleeping pills like yeah, she was just on one the whole time. Yes. <laughs> so, I understand. Yeah. So, that was character therapy. Hope it didn't disappoint. I tried. You did. You did good. Thank you. I didn't really talk much because I'm trash and I still am learning what all our new segments mean. So, we're going through this together, friends. <laughs> that was like the worst the weirdest laugh ever <laughs> what the fuck was that I can start oh okay <laughs> I fucking hate this okay. <laughs> <laughs> alright so first fun movie fact um, Ari Aster, the director, took inspiration for this movie from, from his own breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to make this movie feel as world-ending, like, as the end of a relationship would. Um, there's a quote from him that says, this is supposed to be a breakup movie dressed in the clothes of a folk horror film. So, kind of an and... interesting way. And yep, we kind of covered that in character therapy, so yay. We did. It's a good, good segue. 
<laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's pretty accurate, mm-hmm. I would say. It is literally just the movie is mostly about Danny and Christian, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was more about Pele, but whatever. Okay, just because you want to f*** him. <laughs> 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 Next scare, uh, fun movie fact is that all of these rituals actually happened to some extent in the past. Um, it's not mm-hmm. all completely. So obviously, some of it's probably exaggerated for the movie, but... They brought in a Swedish producer and artist to, like, describe the folklore and learn more about it. So one specific example was that the cliff that the elders jumped off was practiced up until recently. But the elders... What? (laughs) Yeah. Recently. It said not so long ago they stopped doing it. I don't know how long that means, but... (laughs) So, but instead of them choosing to jump off the cliff, they were actually pushed. Uh, uh. And now those like cliffs are historic sites for tourists. <laughs> yeah, we love morbid t- curiosity. I would love to go. That sounds fun. <laughs> True. Um, next one I have is Jack Rayner, the guy who played Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted as many full frontal shots as possible. Hey, <laughs> that a man? Yes, he went full. He went completely for it. Um, Because he said he wanted to feel as humiliated as possible to connect more to his character. But hot take from me, I think that's his kink. (laughs) (laughs) Boyerism. Yes. (laughs) Exhibitionism, wrong term, my bad. (laughs) Yes, exhibitionism. Hot take. But good for him, I guess. (laughs) I mean, he was a really good actor. Yeah, he was. I hope to see him in more from now on. Mm -hmm. Um last one I have is that I saw this conspiracy theory on Reddit that Pele actually knew Danny's sister. Yes. Can Hello? You Sorry, yes, my I birth control alarm went off. <laughs> Emily, we talk about this like every other episode. I know, and I forget <laughs> every time. Okay, so I'll just repeat what I was saying. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, so my last fun movie fact is that there's a conspiracy theory on Reddit that Pele knew Danny's sister and drove her to commit the double murder suicide to get Danny to come to Sweden. Um, it seems a little far fetched. It, it might also just be makes people. Pele slightly less hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's probably far fetched because he seemed kind of genuinely shocked that Danny was coming and just excited about it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. probably like lucky coincidence. Yeah. Hey, but... <laughs> I'm Sweet. gonna get some blessings. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. I have a breeder and I have the May Queen. Let's go. <laughs> I brought it all this year. <laughs> Hell yeah. Doing it for my family. Yeah, he is getting f***ed at the, <laughs> he was getting at the end of this. He's yes. getting dicked down. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I still thought it was thought it'd be interesting to mention, even though it's probably not true. But um, let's hear yours, Hallie. Okay, well. Okay, well, so... The runes actually signify a lot of things in this movie. Um, so each of them, especially Danny and Christian, have their own runes. Every character in this movie has their own set of runes that is on all their clothing. So mm-hmm. by the time Danny and Christian are wearing the commune's clothes, they have their own runes on them. So Danny's runes are an R and an hourglass shape. So the R represents a ride or a journey. And the hourglass symbolizes um, day or beginning. Mm-hmm. You know? That makes she's, sense. 
she's going on a journey of self-discovery and a new beginning with the cult. Yes. And then Christian's rune is an up arrow, which is either for the male symbol, you know, that little circle yeah. with the point, or self-sacrifice, which is a quality he ironically lacks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does get forcefully sacrificed. Um, Close enough. <laughs> and then... The maypole, the dancing for around the maypole is actually for fertility and like a literal midsummer festivities in Sweden. So that's why Christian gets drugged into creating new life immediately after that. Ah. And I have one more thing. So I tried really, really, really freaking hard to find the director's cut to yeah. watch. Couldn't find it. So I just read a little bit of it. And one of the deleted scenes is the commune throws this decorated tree into a stream and then this young boy goes throw me into the stream just like just like the tree or whatever is one of their like things mm. and these two people put a rock on his stomach and get ready to throw him in like you know he ho <laughs> and danny stops it last minute <laughs> holy shit <laughs> no <laughs> so that might also be why she freaked out so much being like pele i need to go right now <laughs> yeah that would make sense they almost tried to kill a kid Almost tried to drown a small child. Oh my god. Good thing they didn't leave that in. That would have traumatized you. I know. I would have felt so bad. Okay, Emily, what would you rate Midsommar? I would rate it an 8.5 out of 10. Hey! Yes, very high. I enjoyed it much more than Hereditary. <laughs> much more. So did I, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, this was his second. Um, how many movies has he made total? He's made two and then two full length. And then I know for a fact he's made one short length film. It's called The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. It's on YouTube. It's really fucked up. But watch it if you want. (laughs) Yes. Um, Because that explains it, I guess. It's his second movie. He kind of got his bearings. But I thought it was really fucking weird, which I love. I know. You texted me during it. And you're like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, this is the first time in a while that I've had to text Callie asking what the fuck I was watching. That's when you know it's good. (laughs) You know it's good when I'm like, Hallie, what the fuck? (laughs) What did you just make me watch? (laughs) Yes. It's like a play-by-play, basically. She's like, it'll start making sense pretty soon. (laughs) I was like, okay. Did it? Yes. Yes, it made sense. It was kind of what I thought was happening anyways, but I was just like, this is still so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but besides that, there actually was really beautiful imagery, which is not something like commonly found in horror movies. It was bright and flowers and nature and tapestries. It was really like a beautiful movie. So aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Um, and there was so much depth and cult history. Like I love cult shit. Super interesting to me. So I really enjoyed it. What about you, Hallie? I give this movie... A 10 out of 10. This is one of the movies I really like. And, like, I can just rewatch it and enjoy it. I love all yeah. the Easter eggs throughout it and the little 
hints that he puts in about what's going to happen in the plot because I really, really enjoy guessing how a movie is going to turn out, obviously mm-hmm. by my text messages to my friend. <laughs> so even though, and I, I love being wrong because I've seen <laughs> so many horror movies that I can usually like predict what's going to happen. And I like watch them yeah. with my dad and I'll straight up be like, do you want to know what I think is about to happen? And then he either says yes or no. And I basically end up spoiling the movie on accident. Yeah, I feel that. But I, I just really love it. It's so beautiful. I love flowers. <laughs> I love flowers. The, the shrooms in, imagery is on point. Yeah. Like Danny is, the actors are so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um. So yeah, I just it's an all around great movie for me and I love it and I can just rewatch it multiple times and I love everything behind it. Yeah, so. I feel like I feel like I need to rewatch it now like that I've seen it once and mm-hmm. just I bet you I can pick out so much more stuff that I didn't even realize was there the first time around. Yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah. Um so would you survive or not? <laughs> well, I'm a water sign. Um, <laughs> just to start. <laughs> just to start. So if I was in the same position as Danny, I would 100% be sucked up into that cult. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be in. I'd be like, hell, yeah, I'm not even a May queen, but this is fucking lit <laughs> the entire time if I just had nothing left. I don't yeah. know if I would necessarily light my um, ex on fire. Um, no (laughs) but like if we're doing it from the point I mean this movie isn't necessarily if we survive or not it would be would we end up like suckered in suckered in that's the word and I definitely would be at this point (laughs) yes (laughs) I need companionship (laughs) (laughs) I just want someone to feel close to (laughs) I just want someone to I just want to feel held (laughs) by Pele yes and by the others yes but mostly Pele what about you Em um well before I get into it I was just gonna mention the fact that I'm not really big on traveling to other countries on a whim I'm too poor for that but (laughs) if I did go there's a high chance that I would have taken the drugs and started enjoying myself enough not to leave so yeah and so I probably would have gotten wrapped up into it. The only issue I have is that I'm not coordinated enough to win the May Queen competition. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if she didn't win it, if they would have sacrificed her instead. I don't think so, because she's like, she's like a good person. for. So they're really like basically racist. Yeah. And, you know, she has the features that they want. So she would probably still be incorporated into the cult true but yeah I wasn't sure about that so but no you have a point yeah I would have definitely not won that so if she was gonna be sacrificed if she didn't win I would have gotten sacrificed but if not I would have definitely been a part of the cult it seems like pretty fun time I probably would have been a little bit thrown off by like the killing but other than that like free drugs all the time and like flowers and shit and this only happens once every 90 years I could get behind it yeah like I mean, I say every day that we need another purge, so. <laughs> if we got, like, a cup of coffee in me right before that Mayflower um, maypole, 
competition, I'm pro- I could probably <laughs> go that long. A caffeine pill. <laughs> yeah, if I just pop one of my caffeine pills, boy, <laughs> bang energy drink. I'm there. I'm in it to win it at that point. Bang! <laughs> Have you seen that video? No. The what? Look up like there's some guy. I think it's the same guy who did like a white claw video, but he does one on bang, and it's really yes. Funny. It's really funny. Highly recommend. What are we? What are we? Okay. I don't know. I was just gonna look. I was doing that. <laughs> what are we watching next week? I don't know. Ever. <laughs> Let's look. Oh, I we're think watching Nightmare on Elm Street. I was just about to say, I think it's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, um, we're watching Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984 next week because my mom and dad recommended it. Shout out. That my mom says she still gets scared of that movie, which I'm going to laugh probably watching it now. And it, I watched it a lot, long time ago. but I did too. She says it still gives her nightmares. So, <laughs> pretty funny. I love Johnny Depp in, in his crop top. Bring back men in crop tops. Yes. Johnny Depp is so hot. Um, and he's in this. So, if you like Johnny Depp, get ready. As a youngster. Yes. As a young oh. man. Yes. And we're also bringing back Monster Mash and Fuck, Mary Kill. It's yep. freaking hype. It's going to be background on Freddy. And then it's going to be Freddy... Jason or Michael Myers for Fuck Mary Kill. So prepare that shit, M. Yes, get ready. We're we're going balls deep. <laughs> all right. Well, thank y'all for listening this week. Please leave a positive review, please. <laughs> or follow follow us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere basically where you listen to podcasts. You can find us on social media at survivor underscore underscore girls on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at survivorgirls666 at gmail.com. We would love to hear other movies. We got a long lineup from like just other people sending us suggestions slash me putting things on there that I feel like it. So (laughs) please help me to stop doing that and send us some recommendations. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's all for this week, folks. See you next week. Bye. Bye.